imagine you creating a relationship with all your clients and they allow you to go in their stock and make their stock for themselves because that was my focus. Every time that I have a new client, I educate them with the product that I have to give them the most return. And then this allows me space to be able to put more products, but not just that, allows me space to order their stock, mm. right? So imagine all my clients start to call me when they receive the invoice from the bank to pay something that they never order. Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk, but to win big, you've got to reduce it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm on a mission to help 1 million people reduce risk in their lives. And that mission has led me to create the Become a Better Investor community. In it, you get access to the tools you need to create, grow, and protect your wealth. Go to myworstinvestmentever.com right now to claim your spot. Fellow risk takers, this is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Academy, and I'm here with featured guest, Caesar Hasselman. Caesar, are you ready to join the mission? Bring it on. Take Bring me in. I would love to. Bring <laughs> it on. Well, I, uh, you win the award for the the most shortest and most powerful bio, which I'm going to read you, read to the audience. Make your business and life work for you, not the other way around. And that is what Caesar is all about. Caesar, take a minute and tell us about the unique value that you bring to this wonderful world. Oh, cool. Thank you. Thank you very much, guys, for having me. Thank you, Andrew, to invite me in. Yeah, I'm going to start in try to make people understand where I come from first. So I was raised for, with a beautiful family, a very ambitious and present dad and mums. And my dad's dream was to be a very good pianist player because his mom was a pianist teacher and she teach a lot of the great pianists in our country to become great pianists. Mm. So my, my dad used to have that avenue, but because he needs to start to work very early with his 14, 15 years old, he went through executive line and he was very successful with that. But that didn't brought him the love and passion that he has towards to the piano. But he also have passion in improving people's and he became a very high level executive in multinational companies and very successful. But the pain that he pays to be in that position, to be able to supply to us a good education and a good support was something that always hurts me. And as I'm growing and getting older, that's something that I choose to not be was an executive. And I choose to be an entrepreneur that can make life better for that people who wants to become an executive in better company structures. And I start very early with 13 years old, I start to have my first business. And since then I've been growing different places in different industries until 20 years ago, almost 25 years ago, I created a company from my living area with three people that became a 120 employees company with a $25 million turnover. And what I have understood is big companies, they have resource to do things and spend the money and make the ego fight works but family business independently of the size they cannot 
in different ways, they're going to be hurt in different in different ways. So I took all that knowledge and I start to put this in place for entrepreneurs and family business to make their life work balance, work towards to themselves, not to be in a marriage or jail obligation with their family business or the personal business, working towards to their own potential wants and needs to have a better life. Because at the end of the day, we take the biggest risk that somebody else can have. Mm. It's fair enough for us to take the best outcome too. Right. Well, that's interesting. And now it's time to share your worst investment ever. And since no one goes into their worst investment thinking it will be, tell us a bit about the circumstances leading up to it and then tell us your story. Okay, so let's let's go down for my probably between 16, 17 years old when I start to do my first distribution center and I start to work selling for gas stations and supermarkets. So we, we have an opportunity to know some people in my country who who own some business, some industries, and I, I got their products to sell in different channels, right? So, and then one of the channels that I have a very good entrance was gas station that I start from, from the little gas stations, one, one business owner with only one gas station. And from there, I opened different ones and I start to have a network of gas stations to be able to sell gas station products, right? So... And this opened up a big opportunity for me because I start to sell for all the big brands too. And I start to sell for all Shell, all Texaco, all, all the, the international business in the gas station. And in some stage, I start to sell more with the gas station network that I was creating and growing nationally in my country that allows me to bring my brother from working to Coca-Cola to become a business partner and he started to sell in supermarket because that's what he used to do for Coca-Cola. So, and then we start to get more products. So we try to add value with products with the channel that we have connections to sell more. And we start to do a distribution and represent products with two completely different negotiations. One, you make commission, you just sell. And the other one, you make the gap in between the buying price and the sales price, which is a much better fat for you to do that. So that was between my 16, 17 years old until my probably 19 to 20, when our government, our president, with the excuse to pay the international debt, he steal the money of savings from all the companies, all citizens, and then from one day to the other, everything started to collapse. So how does that, what does to, that mean that he stole the money? What is that? What do you mean by that? He just used his power to tell everyone in the country that all the money that we have in savings and all the money that we have in the banks will be confiscated. So was frozen. And what's happened is because of that, in being a kid playing the game of, of having a big business and start to make very decent money, very much more money than all my teachers, which was making me hard to finish my university because I could not believe that they can teach me things that they cannot apply themselves, right? So I start to not believe in the system, but some teachers, they just awesome. They just give you a lot of content, a lot of knowledge and they respect you, but others, they try to use what they know against you to show a kind of power, which is not the ideal word to get someone to happy to finish whatever they need to, right? Mm -hmm. But 
in saying that, what's happening is in Australia, you cannot, you don't have much invoicing sales, right? We don't have much trades and, and the, the finance in Australia is very rich. You do can do that today, but it's completely different that you can trade in, in South America, North America. So what's happening is the companies that are used to rep or to do a distribution because they don't have money enough to keep putting products out. What they have done is they create fake invoices for my clients because they are good clients mm. to be able to trade those invoices with the bank to be able to have cash flow to keep the industry running, right? So imagine you creating a relationship with all your clients and they allow you to go in their stock and make their stock for themselves because that was my focus. Every time that I have a new client, I educate them with the product that I have to give them the most return. And then this allows me space to be able to put more products, but not just that, allows me space to order their stock mm. right so imagine all my clients start to call me when they receive the invoice from the bank to pay something that they never order right so i believe that from a kid playing to have a business seriously to become a man was less than six months mm. because we need to sit down with the banks to negotiate the whole structure that we have, we have 20 something employees because in that stage we are nationally, we have people changing our products on our clients every day to be able to make the product runs quicker, runs out quicker. So I start to need to negotiate with the bank and I start to understand what's dead and what, what means get broke and all the cockiness about not believing on the teachers start to hit me back with, oh, mate, it's more to it than just the money and the easygoing life. And plus the people that you love to deal with start to hang on you or didn't open the door because they don't believe in you anymore. It's nothing that you can do to say that it's not your fault, mm. you know? So that was for me the challenge of my life that was the worst, best investment for myself because was in an age that the knowledge helps me to be here today. And, and what happened what happened when, when this move happened by the government? So did your business shut down or all of a sudden everybody was scrambling to get cash or how did it go? Yeah, so yeah, the whole country was scrambling. The only money that you could hold was the new money coming in because the money that you have saving cash flow was gone. You have a limit access. It's what funny country enough, was this? Brazil. Brazil, okay. Got yeah, it. Fernando Collor was the president. Mm. And you have the same happen then after that. You have the same history going on with Argentina, other countries. Yeah. In the past in America, I was reading an article the other day, not that, that long ago, that was actually putting that in a kind of journey since mm. 1900s. What some president has done with the excuse to take the savings out of us because that's something that might could happen now. I don't know what's going on, but that they're trying to use the history to show a bit what the present could be. You know, I'm not here to give any kind of mm. political yep. kind of thing, or I'm just saying that's the reason why I know that the time frame. But what gave to me was was more value 
towards to the process, more value towards to the way you manage yourself to understand situations. So maturity is a key point that comes with mm. that. So let's talk about the lessons that you learned. So the first one is it just forced you to grow up and face a very tough situation. How else has it shaped you? What, what are the other lessons you got from it? Oh, respect a lot the other, because I took my brother from a good employment to come with me in a journey that we are laughing at. But at the end of the day, he was older than me and he was more in sync to start to think about getting married and, and have babies. And at the same time that I was proud that we start something as a brothers, we, we very good family. I have a very good, I'm blessed. My, my brother is everything for me. And, uh, that's the thing that, that hurts me the most in that point, right. because I know that I'm simple. I'm just a kid living in the family house yet. So my risk can be shrunk to zero mm. almost, but he was in a different part of his life journey that I believe was the biggest impact for personally. Yeah. But dealing with banks, understand the whole economy, laws, all those things that you need to go through makes you a much better entrepreneur, right? Yeah. It's just a tough gig when you, you're still young, you still think as a, as a kid, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. can't imagine what happens as a kid, you know, that something like that could happen. Yeah, it's, it, it's a very good thing to happen to a kid because you still have the time to change, right? It's better happen as a kid than better happen with my, my next year, 50 years old. <laughs> so I'm very grateful that I have so many different hard core histories that I went through in business and personal life that made me today do this that you're doing and be part, now want to be part of your process because mm. with our pain, we can save so many people from yeah. their future pain. Yep. That's not even funny to start to talk about it. Yep. So maybe I'll just share a couple of things. One of the things that you remind me is, you know, there's, you know, you got to understand the macro environment. When we're young, we don't really understand that. And I started a business with my best friend in 1995. We started in Thailand. And in 1997, we had the bot collapse. I wasn't really, even though I was an analyst, I didn't get the big macro picture of what was happening. And therefore I got hit pretty hard. The second thing is, you know, also understanding currency and what's going on with the currency is another key thing that a lot of times we don't think about, but it can be a very important factor. And then the final thing that I was thinking about is that, you know, investing in, in anything is, you know, it's about risk. And sometimes just bad things happen. And it's hard to necessarily anticipate and you just have to get through it. And so those are the things that I would say, anything you would add to that from what you learn? Oh, I believe time, exactly what you're saying, but a little bit more focus on it. I believe everything has a time. And if you don't know how to sync your clock to the real time, you're not going to get lazy or you're not going to make decisions in too late or too early in the process. Mm. So, and the other thing that I have learned is you're not supposed to have a business or start a business if you don't know how you're going to end it up or how that's going to be impacting your life in the next 10 years. Right. I'm, not, I'm not asking you to do a kind of ABC, very restrict black and white plan, but 
work two days on the things that you'd like to see happen tomorrow. Don't wait for tomorrow. It's too expensive and too time consuming and too stressful. So based upon what you learned from this experience and this story and what you've continued to learn, what one action would you recommend that our listeners take to avoid suffering the same fate? Planning. So you need to know two things. You need to know your numbers. I have a process that I call, I make magic numbers, right? I don't, I don't believe in balance sheets. I don't believe in PL. 100%, right? Mm. I use them as a reference because they were created for you to pay tax. So this is based on the financial system. It's not based in helping business, right? So I believe that you're supposed to have something that I do for my clients that I call magic numbers. We need to discover, and usually they are between three to five magic numbers from the start and ended up in the first 12 to 24 months in one magic number. And then everything that's happened with that number moves your profit up or down makes hmm. sense if you know that you're going to be able to make decisions in the month that you need to before that became profiting loss negative impact so that's one thing that i believe you hmm. need to do the second thing is have your plan in place so if you have a family business, you need to have a succession plan in place, or you need to have acquisition plan in place. You need to have a sales process in place. You need to be ready to sell every day. If you don't have a business that you can get up off your, your business and say, I want to sell tomorrow and you're not ready, is not a real business. Mm. Sales is the key. All right. What is a resource that you would recommend for our listeners? I have a book coming out soon that calls The Life Breakthrough. And actually, a lot of the bad impact on business, they are the emotional executions of our needs on that specific time. So I wrote a book about cycles, business cycles, family cycles, personal cycles. I broke down these to allow people to understand the emotions involved on that and the impact on that on the business. So I believe it's everyone's supposed to know that to be able to understand when they need to have a break before they open the mouth or when they need to open the mouth before they have a break. <laughs> okay, that's good. And uh, what's the best, where, where will people be able to get that book in the future? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be launching soon. They can come to my website, cesarhasselman.com. Okay, and which we'll in have the, in the show notes. Yes, and in there, they're going to be able to have access to the book probably in the approximate 30 days. Fantastic, fantastic. Last question. What is your number one goal for the next 12 months? I have started a little development business, and my goal for that is have two properties 100% paid out and $1 million in the bank account. <laughs> Love it. Well. So let's see. Let's very, see. Very clear. Very clear. Well, <laughs> listeners, yes. there you have it. Another story of loss to keep you winning. If you haven't yet joined the Become a Better Investor community, just go to myworstinvestmentever.com right now to claim your spot. As we conclude, Caesar, I want to thank you again for joining our mission. And on behalf of Ace Dots Academy, I hereby award you alumni status for turning your worst investment ever into your best teaching moment. Do you have any parting words for the audience? The party words, so I, I made my words yours. <laughs> you know, make the best you can, you can do for others to keep you in the place 
that you fulfill yourself and have a better life. Perfect. And that's a wrap on another great story to help us create, grow, and protect our well. Fellow risk takers, let's celebrate that today we added one more person to our mission to help 1 million people reduce risk in their lives. This is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stott, saying, I'll see you on the upside.